Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewinds. Today we are talking about Medal of Honor. So straighten up, soldier. Craig suck in that gut. <gasps> Thank you. What are you talking about? I don't have a gut. I've got like I'm perfectly proportioned, thank you very much. You think of me, I'm Craig, I'm perfectly proportioned. <laughs> Some of us like having a like soggy midsection, thank absolute. you very much. <laughs> anyway, Oops. well this is all anyway. shot to hell. Alright, anyway, we're talking about Medal of Honor. See you on the other side of the music. So, uh, as a special guest today, we have with us Steven Spielberg. Hiya! Hiya? Is that not what he does? Steven. Yah! Pacha! Who pacha? Hey, kacha! Pow! Who? Yes! You know, that famed director of Jaws and Jurassic Park, the man that goes, pacha! Oh, oh, oh my god. Like, seriously, did you say Steven Spielberg? I said, I said Steven Spielberg, not Steven Seagal. <laughs> In my head, yeah, I went Steven Seagal. Oh my god. Right, okay, I, this isn't a good start. <laughs> I, I think Medal of Honor would be very different if it was Steven Seagal's Medal of Honor. <laughs> really? Wait, oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> and with me, as I'm sure you've heard, is Craig, not Steven Seagal, and not Steven Spielberg. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, getting this out of the way really quick. Uh, Medal of Honor was released in North America on October 31st, 1999. What a Halloween present. And uh, there is no date for the European release. It just says 1999. So probably somewhere between October and December. Yeah. Uh, this was developed by DreamWorks Interactive and published by Electronic Arts. With Steven Spielberg being clocked as the designer. And I'm a little hesitant to believe that Steven Spielberg was writing the design documents for this. Uh, I think Steven Spielberg was just in a really World War II mood at the time. Yeah. He definitely um, wasn't writing for this. No, no. Um, at, at this time, did you jump on the World War II bandwagon with Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers? And um, yeah, we Band of Brothers in particular. Saving Private Ryan was the one that I didn't watch because I was still too cool to watch Good Things or something. I don't know, something like that. But, Band of Brothers it holds a place dear to my heart, if that makes oh, any really? sense. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. I love that show. I just think it's exquisitely made. It's one of the few things I can watch again and again, and it'll just hold my attention. And as you know, not a lot holds my attention unless I've got a controller in my hands. So. <laughs> uh, see, because Band of Brothers is the only thing I didn't watch out of that World oh. War II thing. Yeah, oh. I Watched Saving Private Ryan, jeez, probably ten times. Yeah. And uh, I played a lot of Medal of Honor. A lot of Medal mm. of Honor. So, um, getting all that aside and realizing that Steven Spielberg is also to thank for Boom Blocks, which is a surprisingly good Wii game, what are your kind of experiences with Medal of Honor? Because this was a kind of flagship franchise for a while. Oh, gotcha. Um, so this I played back when it when it came out on the PC obviously Obvs. Um, after that remember Allied Assault uh, and whatever other gubbins came out after that Warfighter was one was it War, um, War, yeah that was one <laughs> yeah that was one there was an airborne one there's uh, the Pacific 
there was heaps. There's been heaps of Medal of Honours. I've probably played a good eight to ten of them. Um, my biggest memory of Medal of Honor and probably the worst thing to remember it for is that in the later games being sandwiched between two NPCs no matter where you moved you know like you want to go up a ladder <laughs> you go you go wait for two people to go up a ladder and then you go up and then someone else comes up uh, it's probably not the best thing to remember it for but I I loved Medal of Honor even beyond when it went all futuristic, you know, with modern warfare style side of things, it still holds a place dear to my heart, as do the old Call of Duties as well, to be honest. The older um, World War based ones are. Oh, yeah, I like think, uh, Call of Duty 1 and 2 and yeah, Big Red 1. And... The Big Red 1, was, the Big Red 1 in particular, of all of them, the Big Red 1 in particular, that's the one that, of that series that has a special place in my heart for some strange reason i don't know uh, for me in call of duty it was world of war world at war was oh, yeah. was the one that i really clicked with uh i like to think it was because Kiefer sutherland was yelling okay. at me yeah for yeah. most of it so um now something Kiefer sutherland did not yell at me for was medal of honor um i i had played the call of duties by this point they didn't really click like they were fun but they didn't really click, and I can't say I played this on release because, again, it was during that rental period where I don't know when I played it. I just remember okay. I played it. Um, and so I rented this a lot, and uh, for me, this was where the, the first-person shooter genre, like, really, oh, this is really cool. Um, and it was little things that Medal of Honor does that made it cool. Like, uh, for some dumb reason, I remember being so impressed that you put in passwords on a typewriter, Craig. It was a typewriter. <laughs> yep. Um, and the little, like, uh, I don't know if you did it this time, but, you know, they would unlock the behind-the-scenes footages of, of, you know, talking to Dale Dye and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, this hit me right in the teenage wheel, wheelhouse, man. I think, yeah, the, what Medal of Honor did was it did that thing that I think Battlefield is very good for now, which is given the trappings and the niceties around, not niceties because it's of war, which is quite a terrible <laughs> thing, but even in this, the cutscenes between, it's putting the mission you're on into context with what's happening in the bigger world of yeah. war. And I think it's it's just done really well. It's it's a lot smoother and more streamlined and a lot more classy than oh classy is that the word than Call of Duty? No, but it's this a feels more, a lot more Hollywood than Call of Duty did. Yeah, yeah. That this is like high high production entertainment awesomeness. And I think you learn a lot more from this. Like I love learning things from games. Uh, it is my preferred medium to learn things. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So so uh, let, let's crack right into this because there, there are a few interesting little bits about Medal of Honor that going back to it. Anyway, uh, first of all, how did you play it? Um, I played it on the PC. Like a champ. With a keyboard and mouse because um, I seem to remember that weird way where when you turn around and look and then you've got a wee bit of play with the cursor with your control pad, your d-pad that happens oh, in this, oh we'll talk it? about the controls in this because okay, it was right, a yeah. throwback yeah um first person shooters for me were always pc based and i think it's only in recent times as gentle things like aim assist have been refined to a point where you don't know it's happening, but it must be happening. To, you know, like that kind of thing. It's not like 
um, Modern Warfare, if you play the single player campaign of the first Modern Warfare and you hold down L2 to aim, you could snap to someone's head, head or chest from like four inches away and you're like, well, I'll just go L2, 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 R2, L2, R2. It becomes a game oh, like yeah. that, which is a wee bit, it's a wee bit naff. So I think these days, it's, a first person shooter on consoles completely, I'm down with that. But back in the day, I was a PC Master Race kid. Okay, now see, now see, some of us grew up on, uh, you know, those those wonderful classics that definitely still hold up today. Uh, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and those things. Yeah. So uh, my first, what's it called? My first experiences with the, that stuff was controller. Like, it was not mouse and keyboard. And so, like, I, to me, it was natural to, well, you, you move with this stick and then you use the C buttons to strafe left and right because that makes sense. Um, th- this was still, and it's it, it's strange looking back at how long it took before we normalized first person controls. Yeah. Our, uh, and so like this has that thing where the left stick is your move and your turn and the right stick is strafe uh-huh. and triangle is reload and R1 is fire and R2 is jump or an L1 is interacting like these controls make absolutely zero sense especially going back today yep. and um, it also does that thing where there is no aim down sight it is just there's a red oh, cursor on yeah. your screen now yep. and you just get free aim with it mm-hmm. it's very very strange yeah I, I remember right, the, the cursor as well is quite it's quite flexible you don't have to be dead on a target do you you can just be no, yo, yeah. really close and uh, I don't know if it, if it is like this on PC, but when you're using your main gun, the M1 Garand, uh, you can see the bullet trajectory oh, as yeah. it goes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because like, a lot of times I'm like hip-firing and just slightly wiggling to get mm-hmm. it into place. I um, And it was strange because when I went into the controls, I was like, okay, this just will not do. I'm looking at the ground half the time. I'm shooting bushes. This is terrible. And yeah. the standard first-person shooter controls that we know today are there, but they're option four. Of, like, mm. L2 is aim, R2 is fire, square is reload, left stick is strafe and move, right stick is your aim. It's like, wow, it was there the whole time, just way down the menu. And um, mm. so it was, it was nice to be able to play this like I do a modern first-person shooter. And at something least it was will, there. Yeah, yeah, at least it was there. Uh, not like a game coming up soon uh, that it is it is not there, and you have to get used to some weird controls, unless maybe you play it on the PC. Cooking but, Mama. Uh, n- no, no, not Cooking Mama. Uh, oh. I, I believe it's a, a Tom Clancy game. Uh-oh. Uh, which has some very strange controls on console. Uh, but anyway, that's for later on. In this... Um, one of the things uh, Craig mentioned was whenever you select a mission, there's always a, a voiceover explaining, you know, this is where we're at, this is why we're having yeah. you do what you do, and these are your objectives. Uh, and you, then the dossier is just so nice. Ah, oh, it's, so it's, nice it's a good dossier, have. right? Yep, yep. Or as I used to call it in my youth, a dossier, okay. because French is not a thing I ever really ran into. Um, I, I like the little, the, the way they intersperse. Um, real war footage with mm-hmm. their own like uh, conceptual art and stuff like that it is yep. very nice little touch 
It is. It's a good package. It's really. It is just really well presented, and the. I mean, everything about it is of its time. But those bits in particular are, they're very forward looking. Everything that's not gameplay is yeah. not too awfully out of place, other than the graphical no. fidelity nowadays. Exactly. Uh, now, so let's say that uh, uh, Craig, you decided. Well, I'm gonna play me some Medal of Honor, and oh, look at this really cool cutscene, and oh, look at this. I was recruited because I was super special, and now we're going on a mission. And then, boop, you're plopped in, and you see what I'm going to generously call the world mm-hmm. of Medal of Honor, which uh, on PlayStation at least is. Oh, I played this on PS3. Uh, they have it on PS1 Classics. Sorry, I forgot to say that. Uh, they have. A good chunk of the screen, not fog of war, just blacked. Um, yeah, you can't yeah. see very far ahead. Yeah, I think you do get more draw distance on the PC, but I, I know what you're talking about. It's like I playing through the sewers. You experience it quite a lot. Is it's like sewer, 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 black. <laughs> and the first, the first thing you could see is an enemy or the gun of an enemy poking out of yeah. the blackness. <laughs> Um, it almost feels like the world is being generated for you as you're Mm -hmm. moving not that you're moving through a space Uh, also let's talk enemies because uh, this was was one of the first games where I thought it was really cool hey they're speaking their native language that's great yeah I um, and I want to say this is the first game where I noticed um, what's positional damage okay you know like I've been shot in the leg sir yeah, yeah, you shoot in the leg, they do that little hop and fall over, yeah. or you shoot them in the stomach and they double over. I think you're you're onto something there. It's I never ever recognised it as being shot in a like separate hitboxes for a person. I noticed all the awesome over exaggerated death animations. Oh, like, oh, it's oh! great! It's 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 fantastic. Just before they fade away to nothing, the death animations are great, and the fact that when you try and shoot someone in the head, their their helmet always pops off like oh, that. Oh, that never that get old. satisfying ping. The ping. Yep. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, my favorite of the over-exaggerated death animations is the reach out for the sky and then <laughs> and then they disappear. It, it's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. What took me by surprise, and I remember struggling with this game a lot as a kid. This was hard. This was a hard game for me when I was younger. Uh, now, there's what? And let's say the opening level. There's what? Maybe seven enemies in it? Yeah. There's not a lot. There is. Um, you can spawn a heap more if you take if you take charge of the minigun, the mounted gun, and then oh, there's, okay, yeah. There's maybe six or seven, or maybe up to I want to say ten. A few of them come around the corner, just one at a time. Shoot. Then the other one comes out. Shoot. Then yeah, the it's, it's, out, it's shoot. single file uh, Nazis. Shoot. Yep. Uh, um, but there are, it, it there aren't a lot of people. It's a sparsely populated town. So the um the other really strange thing was like uh, going through this city like you remember the second level once you're out of the little mm-hmm. like the the woods area you go into the city is how incredibly linear the entire thing is like there is no oh I'm gonna look around this building for a while there's like yeah. oh there's a doorway there's a health pack in it that's it as I mean that that is the bit that strikes me most of its time it's old it's it's linear for a purpose. They could you couldn't generate a sprawling town, you know, like the division. 
or something yeah, yeah. like that. It's, it's not happening. But it's so gosh darned obvious in this. It is just every path you go up has some ammo or grenades or a health pack. Or, there's something and it, it feels, you feel like, how do people live their lives in this town when a war's not going on? Do you just walk, walk <laughs> to work the same way? It's, it, it's, it's very, it's very linear. But I mean, playing putting it in like like let's say Steven Spielberg terms, it doesn't feel like a place. It feels like a set. And yeah. oh look, there's an arch there. I bet you an up. Oh, yep, there he is. Okay, there's the sniper up there. Like like you can almost call out the enemy spawns before you're close enough to spawn them. Which I don't count as uh, negative. I mean. I can't say I like. Oh, this game is great. You should go play it now. But uh, to me, I, that doesn't count as a negative. I kind of like that almost. Uh, that that more almost not it's not necessarily a shooting gallery, but close to it, like a tube with enemies that pop yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I get I get what you're saying. Especially when the enemies are or the the levels are this short. Like these are surprisingly short oh, levels. So short. Like I I thought I'll do a couple of levels, and that was like. Including cutscenes and faffing about twenty minutes, and I'm like, "Whoa, hang on, I'll do something else, I'll do something else, I'll do something." Else. Um, it is, yeah, it's linear, and you're right. It's it's very. I was just going to repeat what you're saying. It's not a shooting gallery, but it is. It's obvious where everyone's going to be. I get taken by surprise sometimes. Actually, like the enemy do have some sort of intelligence. They will lie down on the ground and try and shoot you. If you run away, they'll get back up and come after you. Yeah. A few, time, a few times I get caught out with that because I thought, I'll leave you lying there and I'll deal with this dog that seems to have been <laughs> stuck at the end. Of, like, the dog AI is awful. It seems to just stick to the walls and then just... I had yep. one that was p- <laughs> pinballing between two walls and I'm like... I'm trying to shoot it, and this was proper shooting gallery. Gallery, it's gone left, right, left, right, and I'm shooting, and I keep missing it, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was was it in the the city? Because yeah, I had the one that no, went ping, a, ping, ping, I, ping. This was in the sewers. It was a dog that just uh, <laughs> did not want to. Um, not exactly. Well. I would say the best looking dogs in a video game I've ever seen. Um, no, they're kind of boxes in the shape of a dog. They are, and they suffer that thing that you. I think I'm pretty sure hate about dog enemies, which is they just run straight towards you. Oh yeah, they are just as soon as they see you, it is zip right yeah. to you, and they stick to you. And but they don't do that thing like uh, modern games tend to do, where, or maybe I didn't leave one alive long enough. But mm-hmm. uh, they don't do that thing where they will like Wolfenstein dogs, where they'll jump, bite you, and then run away to get another yeah. charge in at you. Nope, it is just mm, glued right to you. Which, I mean, I guess is a little more realistic. Maybe, you know, a dog's going to latch on. But uh, uh, there's not a lot of enemy variety either. I mean, granted, if you're going for a realistic World War II shooter, you can't necessarily have, oh, Nazi zombies. But uh, it's got to be Nazis, Nazi dogs. Nazi uh, commander. Nazi commandos. Man in khakis Mm -hmm. that shoots you. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I totally forgot. Speaking of commanders, I totally forgot about the. This has came up a few times recently. The doomness. The oh, I need the blue. 
passport yeah. to get in there. And, oh, I've got a red passport. I f- completely forgot about that side of things, but it's here. It's a thing. It, it, it's here. I, I, mean, I mentioned earlier how this game was hard. I'm very surprised since there is no regenerating health. It is uh, just you get this much health. If you get shot, try not getting shot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very generous with the health packs, though. Like, very yeah. generous. They are, and you can always backtrack... If you remember where one is, you can backtrack round. Oh yeah, well, yeah, like, like they're so persistent; far. they stay there at yeah, the very least. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, like I remember having multiplayer matches with this game between me and my brothers. I don't know how our PlayStation did that. I think mm-hmm. you heard it go every time somebody <laughs> selected multiplayer. But yeah, it, this game brought back a lot of really good memories for me, mm-hmm. and. Well, you, you know you know the thing where you're tempted to think a game is better than it is because, well, I mean, I played this as a child, hence yeah. it must be amazing. I was surprised by how... Um, let me think of a better way to put it. I was both surprised at how clunky it was and how not clunky it was. Yeah. Like, if, if there was a day where I was like, well, all I can play is Medal of Honor, I'd probably f- have some fun with it. Like, I toyed with the idea of completing it for this. Okay. And, uh... uh I'm gonna... How, how, how long to beat Metal Gear Solid? Have you got to get no. Metal Gear Solid? Jesus! I was gonna say, that That was uh, last episode's. Uh, have you got a guess? <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's see. I would say around four hours? Five hours? Seven and a half. Look, so if you don't play like the people on how long to beat, which we tend not to, we tend to be mm-hmm. almost always under par time. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Good four or five hours. Doing that's just reminded me there was that 2010 reboot, the gritty man that, with the cap behind his head. That was the that was Warfighter, right? No, that's just that's the reboot of Medal of Honor as 2010's oh. Medal of Honor, and that's when they went Modern Warfare Two. Or modern, you know, like, absolutely uh, not to Yeah, shoot the Middle Easterns and uh, yell a lot about you're getting pinned down and covering fire and... Yeah. Grenade! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never played that one. I have it for PS3, but I never, never played it because by mm-hmm. that point, like, I mean, we can talk a little bit about it. Um, there was there was that time, like, I, I mean, it was probably before mo- uh, Modern Warfare... Where, for some reason, like, after Allied Assault, like, I think Allied Assault, that is the one where you could parachute down and it was kind of an open world, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, after that, that Medal of Honor kind of just drifted down. And okay. it it wasn't, it, for me, from what I saw, it wasn't like a, oh, this game is bad, bleh, the franchise is dead. It was just a slow realization of, oh, what Call of Duty doing is way better. Well, I I went the opposite way actually. I had a bit of a a bit of a lull, and then the medal of the twenty ten medal of honor, and then Warfighter, the one after it. I had a lot of fun with them. Really? Yeah. I I I don't think I if I played them, I didn't play them long enough to even remember anything. Like I just remember because I mean at that time it was it was Battlefield and Call of Duty by that point for me. It was like these Fair are enough. my shooters. Um, wow. Interestingly, the pe- the company that developed those two also developed... Oh, crap, I've forgotten. 
Well, that was that's a very interesting tidbit you got there, Craig. Uh, the rogue agent, Goldeneye. Oh, Goldeneye Rogue Agent. Oh, okay, that yeah. That was a great game. Those are good people. I don't know what else they've done. Um, Command and Conquer and stuff like that as well. And I hate. I I I do like me my command. And... Was it Weston? No, 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 no. It was like games close or point close or point close break or point break. Dan- Dangerfield or. <laughs> I should really Google this. Hang on. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, while he is Googling, um, I'd like to talk to uh, to you, dear listener, about uh, World War II and how World War II is a very interesting time in our uh, socio-political climate. Holy now, crap. There we go. What? Uh, they, did, they did Medal of Honor. They did... Um... Would you call it Goldeneye Rogue Agent? They did Command and Conquer 3, Tiberium Wars. Do you know what oh. else they developed? Dilbert's huh. desktop, des- Dilbert's desktop games. I had that. That was so good. That was so good. Now you can see a natural progression in where they were going <laughs> yeah, as a company, and yeah. all shooters lead to Dilbert, of course. Um, yep. Huh? I remember those desktop adventures. Like I remember the Star Wars one. I think I had the Star Wars one where it was mm-hmm. uh, Yoda's desktop adventure oh, wow. thing or whatever it was. But yeah, yeah, I remember those were a thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you also used to get little wee dancing naked ladies in the taskbar that were probably full of spyware. That was the um, other thing I remember from that time. Judging by my computer, yes, yes, they are still available. <laughs> um, I click on every link that I see. As I don't want to be impolite. So, <laughs> you're, you're, um, you're Internet Explorer because you still use Internet Explorer. Uh, it's just taskbars. Actually, oh my um, god. <laughs> And uh, I'll check with my friends on the old BB's, BBS boards, but um, I think we all use Netscape Navigator. Maybe Prodigy, but wow. you know that he's the rogue agent of the group. Uh, no, so let's talk World War II. Uh, not in the actual sense, but in the video game sense. Um, there was that long time where World War II games were very passe, very nobody's doing them and so you know you had some Vietnam games come out and none of them really clicked and then you had mm-hmm. what was it was, was there the one Desert Storm game I think there was a Desert Storm game and then blam it was like modern and modern was the thing to do and recently we've gone back to uh, World War One and World War Two. do yeah. you now I mean with, with the games like that being those well-produced games, like like tons of money put into them. Do you have a preference? Do you prefer modern, or do you prefer uh, older? Period. Uh, I, ones. I struggle eternally with this, and do you know what I think the conclusion I've come to is? I like them both, and I like them in waves. I kind of, I really, really enjoyed my time with like um, Battlefield Three, and. I that is so super super switched on modern loveliness. I loved I loved the vehicular combat and, and like I was a helicopter pilot, which on a console is a rough, dodgy thing. But I, I love, <laughs> love it takes some practice. Yeah, like Gulf of Oman on Battlefield Three. I must have at least a hundred hours on that one map alone, flying helicopters. That's, that's now wait, it. which one was the oil fields? Oh, whatever that map was, that was my jam, because you tanks. had all those tanks in the bit. Yeah, tanks, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a tank man. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that. But equally, we had a good shot around Battlefield One, and we even did an episode. 
we did, we did do an episode, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. The thing I think I like about the historical ones is I find the weaponry more fascinating. I love like the M1 Garand, the loading mechanism, and the pit that oh, the fine ping stripper clips. Empty. Yeah, yeah. You get that ping. I think I really, really enjoyed exploring things like. Um, mustard gas and using having to use gas masks and and i think that was done really well i think going back i, I would struggle to go back to like seriously go and play through the medal of honor series but oh yeah i don't think i have a preference i will say though when modern warfare came out that blew my socks oh, off that blew everyone's tits straight off yeah <laughs> I, I mean it's it's at the point where it's done to death now, which is, I, th- I think, why, you know, Medal of Honor, uh, Blumenach, Battlefield 1, and Call of Duty, recent times, World War 1 and World War 2, whatever, World War 2. Yep. I think because Modern has done to death, they've revived that and brought in all of that technology and learning from through the ages and produced really polished games. But I would like to see it go between them both. In fact, I wouldn't mind exploring something like the Vietnam War again, or... Yeah, like Jungle Warfare is something that you don't see very often in video games. That would be interesting. It would would be very interesting. I think there's there's themes in Vietnam that you could pull out now that you wouldn't have been able to with the technology back then, like in the... Is one of the Call of Duty's Vietnam? Or is it a bit in Vietnam? No, no, no. Uh, Black Ops starts in Vietnam. Okay. I knew that there's something somewhere. But it's but it's think, modern Vietnam. It's not... Yeah. I think there's things you could explore in the Vietnam War, that like certain themes and general horribleness that could get proper gritty and disgusting that I would like to see. Not I would now, like to see. I, I wouldn't take enjoyment in it, but it would be an no, interesting No, no, it would me. be an interesting thing to play. Um, yeah. I don't... See, oddly enough, and it's might, this isn't just because I'm American, I, I think... Oddly enough, you will never really see. And now, I'm also the man that said you'll never see a remaster of Onamusha, so (laughs) take it with a mountain of salt, because thank God Capcom proves me wrong. Um, There's enough political charge to Vietnam where I don't know if that would ever happen, because even in World War II games now, like we're very far away from World War II, but you don't see very much play as the Nazis as the opposing yeah, side, yeah, yeah. just because you know it's it's a strange thing to where, well, no, these were the guys we were fighting. Like uh, World War One is fine because mm-hmm. World War One as a war, there's a, like a there's no real clear these are the bad guys. Uh, World War Two, you do, but nobody wants to play as the Nazis. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. so v- Vietnam, I mean, I mean, anything you do and said about the Viet Cong. It would be politically charged, so I don't think there's very many. I don't think EA or Dice is going to have the oh, balls God, to not, do that. Yeah, they wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. And um, modern, you can be like, oh, it's it's a terrorist faction, and I think uh, that's why that's more prevalent. But I would love to see a Vietnam game. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I think that is there's something in there. And Just as a man I'm... that has fired an M1 Garand and gotten that ping, yeah. That like I I think that you're right. The weaponry makes uh, Battlefield One and uh, Battlefield Five or Call of Duty World War Two very interesting because modern weaponry is not as fallible and yeah. um, 
it, it's almost been perfected by this point. And there's a lot of things you can do. Like, I don't know if you ever played like Red Orchestra or uh, Verdun, uh, those games. I played Verdun. You know, that thing, like, like with those things, you can have gameplay mechanisms of like, don't lay in the ground or your gun will jam. Uh-huh. Or, you, you know, your, your, your gun gets muddy and it doesn't fire as accurately. You can do things like that. With today's weapons, you can't really do that. I mean, it's a pump shotgun. It's, it's fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I do. I do prefer the older um, theaters of war. I guess I could say because even like uh, Battlefield One, like um, if you're playing Battlefield Three and you're doing the helicopter, you have your rockets, you have all that stuff. In Battlefield One, it's here. Drop a bag of grenades. I know. Yeah, it's it's so fa- it's fascinating. Keep using that word. Um, actually, you've you've unlocked something in my brain there, which is what I was trying to get out. The actual theater of war is more interesting than the older ones but to me the technology of the newer ones is where it's at like see something like playing tom clancy's advanced or warfighter advanced warfighter whatever Mm -hmm. where you've got your you can take command of your troops and you're like you go over there you go over there it's all digital you've got wee drone flying about the place that stuff i find like really really cool as well so why have you not played rainbow six siege where you have uh, stuff like heartbeat sensors and I'm all that stuff. That I'm going to go online and get my ass kicked. Oh, you will! You will! <laughs> Absolutely! Um, but there is, there's, there's the offline stuff where it's just terrorist hunt, and there's ter- 20 terrorists in this building. Take them out. Uh, that, that's still a lot of fun if you're skittish of online. Uh, it's not but, that I'm sketch on like when if I go online, like honestly, the amount of time I've spent on Call of Duty is the online. Yeah, probably Call of Duty more than even Battlefield Three. Uh, I must have spent a billion hours, and I don't want to get sucked into that again. You know what it's like. I I do I do know what it's like. Uh, though I <laughs> uh, just for anybody that might be listening and you as well. Uh, any skills you may have developed in Call of Duty or Battlefield will be of very little use in Rainbow yeah, Six, yeah, yeah. Um, because because uh, that's where I mainly come from. Is mm-hmm. that I, I played a lot. I love Rainbow Six as a franchise. I played a lot of the offline ones, but yeah. if you're walking down a hallway, you'd never have to think. Wait, can bullets go? Th- oh, bullets can go through. I'm dead. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's a very different mindset you have to play with and I find that very fascinating yeah. not like Medal of Honor for PlayStation where you kind of have this man yell uh, Shison Americana and oh. then you ping off his helmet and then he goes and dies and then the next one comes strolling in um, there's not a lot of interesting gameplay here the one that I think the most interesting is those uh, those I don't want to say stealth missions but like the missions where you're not just running and shooting. Oh, I've got to yeah. you know find the scientist and like turn this. Espionage so. type. Yeah, espionage. Thank you. Couldn't think of the word. Duh. <laughs> yeah, th- those are the the most interesting things that uh, this era of Medal of Honor does. I think that and you know the building blocks of where it mm. came from. Um, so we have to record Luigi's Mansion in a little bit. So let's start wrapping this up. Yeah. So um, how do you feel about it? Like like final like like oh, yeah. if somebody was hey all you get to play today is Medal of Honor would you yeah. do something else or would you play the game? No, I consider on that seven and a half hours. I think that'd be seven and a half hours well spent. It's kind of 
it's interesting enough. It doesn't control awfully. I probably would seek out a PlayStation version of it just for some trophies and bits and bobs. Ah, um, uh, there no no sorry no trophies. No, there is a big head mode though, so all is well okay. and good. That's fine. I'll go go for that. <laughs> no, I had a lot of a, a extreme amount of like a lot more fun with this and a lot more fond memories than I did have of Metal Gear Solid whenever we played that because this is all going to be a mishmash of when we recorded things and when yeah. we played things. <laughs> but uh, so Metal Gear Solid is definitely before this, and I can say I enjoyed this more. And it brought back more fuzzies because where Metal Gear Solid was great and it was a kind of singular awesome experience, I played a lot of first-person shooters. On yeah, PC. it's weird. Like Metal really, Gear Solid yeah. brings back a lot of memories specific to that game. This brings yeah. back a lot of memories of a time period. Oh, oh, definitely. And it's it's even a few of the ones that I used to play in that era were. Uh, Delta Force. Delta Force was big. Oh, Delta big. Force, yeah. Um, and um, Soldier Fortune. Soldier. No, I'm not. I'm going to bring it up again. I haven't brought it up in like nearly two years. But Project IGI. Oh um, yeah, you. That um, you. When you die. Uh, I don't know how. I'm not that yeah. good of a prognosticator. But when you die, uh, the only things I'll remember about you are, hey, that's that guy that said Ecstatica and Project IGI. Yep, Project I, I'm not even going into it anyway. All, all <laughs> what this did was it made me feel good things about an entire range of games that I used to play, a whole genre. Many years I looked back with fondness, and it, I really, really appreciated the time with it. So, if I had to play it for the day, I'd play it for the day. I, I mean, I'm probably, as I said before, I'm not going to go and sit and go. Oh, I'm going to go and play through this. Yeah, but. Hell yeah, I'm going to go and Google, like, long plays of all the old games I used to play and try and kind of, like, just bring back some memories. Um, I'm sorry that we're doing two first-person shooters close to each other, but I- I've always kind of been of the opinion that the one genre that ages the worst is first-person shooter. And so that also makes it almost the most interesting to go back and see because there are very clear delineation points of, oh, this is after we we figured out the control scheme and this is after we figured out cover or regenerating health. There's it, it, The progression of first-person shooters is a very linear path. There aren't too many uh, offshoots. And, I mean, this is me not counting the 0451 games because they're kind of their own breed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's like this, now uh, uh, this GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. In my brain, they're all the same. There is a few years between them, but in my brain, this is all the same time era. Uh, this was the start of where I really started to enjoy first-person shooters. And um, going back through it, I'm very curious to see why I dropped off that. Like Craig, do you play? You don't play near as many first-person shooters as you used to, do you? No, no. No shooter, shooters like shooter. I'm shooting, but a lot of yeah, yeah. first person other things. Anything 0451 that pops up, yeah. We played through Bioshock and stuff like that, but nothing. I'm not gonna. I've not picked up Call of Duty or Battlefield. We played a wee bit of one, but I'm kind of. I don't know. I don't know what it's well, about. It, I feel. I think. I, well, I mean, you like Borderlands, like to like getting yeah, that out of like Borderlands is one of your favorite franchises. Talk. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's because shooter can integrate itself into any genre 
or first person shooter very easily like it fits into almost every genre you can think of and works well so when it's just base alone vanilla it's not near as uh, interesting as when it's first person RPG first person yep. shooter RPG first person um, stealth game first person platformer well that's a bad that's a bad juju but <laughs> no because Mirror's Edge it worked um, far, yeah yeah, so I, th- I think this is the most pluggable genre that, that games have. It's probably one of the easier ones, too. So, uh, yeah, I find myself very um, lack of patience with first-person shooters now. Like, getting through the World War II campaign for Call of Duty was uh-huh. kind of boring. And it was just because it was just that. It's, oh, this is it. There's yeah. no talents. There's no branching paths. It's, it's just, oh, okay, shoot the peeps. Okay. How do I level up my gun? <laughs> yeah, it's like, guys, I've gotten 50 headshots with this. Shouldn't something happen? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's strange. And um, my favorite uh, genre of shooter will be coming up in the next couple of episodes. But uh, for right now, Mr. Craig, what do we yes. have coming up next? Um, next week, we've got Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion and the week after that. Three. Three. Luigi's Mansion 3, yes, sorry. That's one of our big games, so we'll go into a bit more of a deep dive in that. And then the next Retro Rewind after that is Rainbow Six. No. Is it? We yeah. did two of my games back-to-back? Yeah, because I... Oh, that's right, yeah, we switched off years because of <sighs> you wanted that certain pick. Yeah, that's right, okay, yep. sorry, my bad. It's fine, we've changed that anyway, but we can cha- we'll, we'll discuss that at a later date. Yep. So coming up next is the game I was talking about, Rainbow Six. So we shall see you then. Uh, If you have any thoughts on Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, it's probably a little too late right now because we're going to record that in a couple minutes. (laughs) So uh, I'm sorry about that. If you have any thoughts on Dragon Age Origins, you do still have time if you want to get some thoughts in on the podcast. And um, since we're still shuffling the schedule, we'll let you know on that episode, like what the future plans are because it's about ready for us to do our big, all right, let's pick the next three games. So that's that. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. And again, if you have any thoughts on any of these games or uh, what we should do coming up next, if you want to suggest a game, you can all do that on thebiteffect.com where we have nice, tidy little forms for you to fill in. And, well, that's that. So, um, uh, say Alvita scene to the nice people, Craig. Well, what does that mean? Auf Wiedersehen. Isn't that a good goodbye in German? Auf Wiedersehen, pet. It's a TV program. Uh, now see, now you got me. Uh, now you got me a little worried. Did <laughs> uh, oh, <clears throat> welcome to the bit effect Google's German. Auf Wiedersehen. Okay, Auf Wiedersehen, Auf Wiedersehen is German for goodbye. So Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>